to another episode of Below the Surface with MJ. On this podcast, we dig deep on important topics and go below the surface. Today's episode is an important topic to me. Um, Since doing this podcast, one of the common threads of my conversations, particularly with my women guests, um, have been centered around this topic and I feel it's something that we need to talk about. Today, again, I have the perfect guest. Um, I really trust her spiritually. I trust what she stands for as a woman, and I know she will offer great insight into a needed conversation. Today, we have Minister Felicia Glenn. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yes, so I'm happy to see you. And I'm excited to have you here. It's been a while. Yes. So are you ready to go below the surface? Absolutely. Let's dive deep. Yes, let's dig. So the title of today's show is The Plight of Being Labeled the Strong Black Woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my research, again, because I always look at the research, it says um, that scholars have defined the strong black woman as an archetype of how the ideal black woman should act and is passed down to other generations. It has been characterized by three components, emotional restraint, independence, and caretaking. Strong black women must hold back their emotions to avoid appearing weak, portray themselves as strong and independent while being responsible for the problems of others and take care of those problems as if they were their own. Mm -hmm. Stemming from stereotypes, again, of enslaved black women, which we talked about offline, Um, This idea grew from the intersectional oppression Black women face from society's expectation. The notion that as women, they must uphold feminine standards, but as Black women, they must balance that with the responsibility of being emotionally and physically strong. Black women are not all offered the same opportunities, but are still held to the same standard of being almost indestructible. So my first question for you are, is what are your thoughts on this whole idea of being the strong black woman? What does that mean to you? Um, and where do you think this whole idea came from? So let's answer the second okay. part first. Okay. I think that's easier. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think that there's there's a percentage of society that believes that the strong black woman began in slavery, Mm -hmm. but that isn't true Mm -hmm. for me. If you research it, if you look at any of the tribes in Africa, if you look at any of the villages that are still there, if you look at how they function, Mm -hmm. um, of course, we just saw the woman king, right? right? Um, Loosely based on a true story, but a true story nonetheless. We have always been strong. Right. And up until recently, that was a positive characteristic. Mm -hmm. I think that society and and social media has driven this narrative that being a strong black woman um, is a negative thing. Mm -hmm. But let's just remember all of the things that we've done in generations and centuries and it is who we've always been. Right. I don't think that it is necessarily uh, derives from a negative source. Mm -hmm. I will say that now, when you hear black, right. when you hear black woman, right. when you hear strong right. it carries, black woman, yeah. it carries a whole nother. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it wasn't always like that. Um, I think that we, we do ourselves a disservice right. when we feed into a narrative because of someone said it. And you hear it on social media, you hear it on every media platform, 
that that's a thing. Right. But when, and I'm not that old, I'm not old, but <laughs> um, growing up, that wasn't, it wasn't a thing. It was just how we handled life. Right. Okay. So um, what do I think that it means for me? It's, it's not necessarily always a badge of honor, but it is who I am. Right. Um, the things that I've done, the positions that I hold and have held, mm -hmm. the opportunities that I've created or have been given, mm -hmm. um, that happened because I was strong mentally, emotionally, physically, right, socially, financially. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally agree with you in that it's something that, yeah, you might not necessarily wear as a badge of honor, but it's something that you carry with you in, mm -hmm. in every situation. Absolutely. Um, one of the things, though, that I think that this whole the negative connotations come from mm -hmm. when we think about just society as black women i think we statistically we carry a lot right True. a lot of times we carry households True. we you know we are the the head of the household we're mm -hmm. taking care of the kids we're working the jobs right. um we're the caretakers for our uh, maybe mothers and fathers mm -hmm. you know we have a lot that we carry um and so i think that that is where the negative connotations come from in mm -hmm. the sense that it has impacted, um, for instance, our physical health. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. we're, we're carrying so much mm -hmm. um, and maybe sometimes we're not caring for ourselves in the same manner that we care that's for other true. people. And that, that's, that's, yeah. that's what I want to touch at okay. because yeah. that you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that, now that makes sense. Yeah. Um, in, in my own life, um, I've had more women in my family be strong and then toward the end when it wasn't so much you had nothing to do, it mm. was just you were exhausted. Right. And when they pass, you start to look at the legacy that they've left mm -hmm. and their history. And I don't know one woman in my family that wasn't strong right. and didn't that didn't take care of generations above and below right so being a grandmother i'm taking care of my mother right and my sons yeah and, and my grandsons yeah so but that's again that's kind of normal and right. i think a westernized um viewpoint is we put our elders in nursing homes we send our children to nursery schools right, right. yeah in other cultures and in other countries and all of that they honor their elders so I think that the strong black woman is not necessarily worldwide. Mm, right. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, and I have friends in other countries and cultures um, and continents, and that's not part of Their the conversation. Yeah. It isn't. You, it's what you do. Right. So it had nothing to do with being strong or not. It was culturally correct. Right. Not just culturally acceptable. Right. Um, so I, I, I do see that, and I do see the impact that it has on our health. Um, in addition to the fact that statistically black women have some of the poorest um, services when it comes to right, health. Right. You know, our statistics are horrible. We have the highest rate of, of, of death with um, childbirth. childbirth. We have our, our numbers are horrible for heart attacks, stress, strokes, um, high blood pressure, all of that stuff. Yeah. And that's and that's the concerning part for me when mm -hmm. I think about this whole concept of being the strong black woman. Um, that that's the concerning part for mm -hmm. me because I love the fact of being a strong black woman. You know what I'm saying? I love yeah. the fact that I come from strong black women, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, but I think as black, strong black women, we have to find a balance with, with our strength in the sense of, so I, I talked to you offline um, regarding my, my mother. Whom I love. Yes, my mother. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned to you, I was having a conversation with her and I was like, I, I can't even begin to tell you how hard it is mm. to see my mother suffer with her condition, yeah. right? It It's something that I don't wish on any child, right? Um, and so I was talking to her. I mean... And I remember watching her be a strong black woman. Mm -hmm. I remember her being a strong black mother. And I remember when her condition hit her, I was about 13. And it was like seeing her be like superwoman and then like her having to lay her cape down on the bed. And I mean, literally I would have to help her. Yeah, kryptonite. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I asked her, I said, you know, mom, do you think that your condition of lupus has been a has been the result of being a strong black woman and she was like absolutely you know i had no other choice but to be strong yeah. and um when i think about that that's where my concern of just wishing and hoping that we would be more conscious as black women to care for ourselves in a way that we care for everybody else in every other situation yeah i, I think that our default is to care for everyone else. Yeah. It, it's not a good thing. No. Obviously. And the end result is that we suffer for it. Yeah. But I think that um, we're, we are by nature nurturers. Right. There's not going to be, you see the skits and stuff and some things on social media again where <laughs> someone else's child is in distress. Right. And the yeah. black woman is, what's wrong, baby? Let's right. fix it. We will take in those that have been marginalized in society. Mm -hmm. It is who we innately are. Right. Um, but it does have a strong impact on our health, mm -hmm. on our mental, on mental, our well-being. Yeah. So I think the thing that I do appreciate now mm -hmm. is the move of self-care. Right. Because we didn't... Yeah. It wasn't that we didn't know. We haven't had time. Time. Yeah. And when you get the time, for me being a strong black woman means... Sometimes it means me saying no. Right. And I've always said, yes, yes, yes. I've always, I can look at my entire life and it's been serving and helping everyone else. Yeah. Where I am, and you know some of my backstory, I'm at a point right now that being strong actually means being brave enough to tell you no. And that's For the betterment of me. Yeah. And we don't, we hadn't done that. Right. Our ancestors, our elders hadn't done that. It was, you took care of home and you worked. And, you know, I remember my mom, you, you mentioned about, how it used to be safe to say, okay, here's $20, yeah, order a yeah, pizza yeah. or something. Well, you, you know that I'm older than you are. Right. And even growing up then, I grew up in Chicago. My mother was locked the door. Mm -hmm. Don't let anybody in. I don't care who it is. Right. I don't care if it's family. Right. Um, and we knew how to cook. Thank God we knew how to cook. <laughs> we knew how to cook. So the, the, those were our saving graces. Right. Um, but I remember at one time, my mother decided she was going to walk to the voting poll mm. at the church at the end of the block. I didn't understand until that moment that my friends started to gather around me. They were following my mother like she was a celebrity. Mm. And I didn't know why. It's because they'd never seen her. And there was a rumor that my brother and my sister and I were living in that house by ourselves. <laughs> that speaks to how many hours my mother worked. worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She left when the sun before the sun came up. 
Yeah. You know, she came back when the sun went down. And those are the values yeah. that you have, and those are the values and behaviors yeah. that you saw. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You learn it by watching. You don't take a class. No one no, tells you no. you have to be. And that's the thing. Right. No one. No, my mother didn't sit me down and say, "Well, this is how you be a strong black woman." I didn't. I didn't have a she conversation. She led by example. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. This is one of the things I want to touch on before we head to part two. Okay. Um. So. I dealt with this conversation on the first episode of season two, and this episode was titled Protecting the King, Mm -hmm. right? And as black women, I think a lot of our roles and responsibilities have been centered around black men, right? When I think about just my brother, again, these weren't things that I was taught, but I, as the younger sibling... I protected my brother. You know what I'm saying? I saw my mom protect her father, right? And so we see um, even just the plight of our black men. Um, so I have a quote here um, okay. from, uh, I think it's Taraji P. Henson. Um, and she talks about the title of being a strong black woman as something that she does not want to wear. And this is one of the reasons why she says it. She says, it came as a thing to empower us, right? It became, I'm a strong black woman to empower us. But then as years go on, we've been ignored because of that very statement. True. It dehumanizes our pain and it belittles our tears. We're supposed to be able to watch our brothers, our sons, our fathers get murdered in, in the street, but we can take it because we're strong and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that touched me because I am a protector of the king. Of the king, I am mm-hmm. the protector of a, of, a, of the black man, and so when I think about just how society is, and and that really being a real big role of a black woman, again, like I can't stress it enough. Like right. my mom never told me to protect my brother, but as his sister to this day, I am so protective over him. Yeah. I mean, if he experiences a challenge, I'm just always trying to protect his mental mm-hmm. because I understand just the things that they experience. And so when I see stuff like this, um, and just knowing in society that we we have so many men dying in the streets. Literally. You know what I'm saying? And and I agree with her. It does dehumanize our pain and it belittles our tears because I think a lot of times that society uh, when we tag ourselves as strong black women, a lot of times we're seen as the angry black woman. Right. And there's you know such what I'm a difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. It's a big, big difference. So and within our culture, I think we understand it as being a strong black woman. Mm. But within society, I think it's seen as being angry black woman. I agree. And I actually said that to someone within the last three weeks that um, she said, well, are you being confrontational? And I, I don't want any problems. I said, oh, my dear. You misunderstand. This is educated black woman, not angry black woman. Yeah. And that that's the other part. Being strong includes being educated. Mm. And I don't think that people that are not in our community, um, that are not brought up in the challenges that we've had, understand that angry yeah. and strong are not the same. You see the facial expressions and automatically assume that that's an indication that I'm angry. Perhaps I'm passionate. Right. Perhaps I'm trying to understand you. Right. You know, perhaps I'm, I'm, I am being the one that holds back the emotions 
so that you don't take it offensively. Yes. Perhaps I'm protecting your mental yes. because your thought is not anywhere near the realm of where I am. Yeah. And so we do it. We don't just do it for our culture. We do it for the entire world. Right. For everyone that we come in contact with, whether we're on the phone, whether we're um, in the drive-thru, at the store, at the school, that, if we're students, if we're at so work. That's so deep. Yeah. That is so deep. But it's it's true. It's you, true. In a water cooler talk, you can't always have water cooler talk with everyone. No. Because if I raise my eyebrow, mm -hmm. you know, if I, um, if, if the syncopation of my words change. Yeah. You don't take it as strong and passionate. You take it as angry. Yeah. And they're definitely not the same. Oh my gosh, this is good because I want to keep talking about this point right here. <laughs> okay. Guys, you have just heard part one of the plight of being labeled the strong black woman with your host MJ and our special guest minister Felicia Glenn. Stay tuned for part two.